0: Welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. Welcome to the spiritual intelligence podcast my name is daniel and with me today is danielle
1: we got the daniel and the danielle <laughs>
0: <laughs> so danielle hall is someone that i just recently met myself i came across her watching one of jamie butler's old videos and um not only did i really enjoy the conversation i loved what danielle was talking about and i wanted to introduce you to her and what she does Uh, i think it's amazing um and um so i will let her talk to you about what she does so danielle take it away
1: ah danielle well first thank you for you know just reaching out. Uh I really appreciate that. I love just being able to have a conversation about my work <laughs> because I do feel that it's it is what I am called to do and 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 to and support a bigger picture of you know helping people live a life that they actually love waking up to every day. Uh, but I do have a question. Um you said um an old video. I'm wondering how old was, did I have blonde hair in that video?
0: No, you didn't. I think it oh, was, I, I think it was 2017.
1: Okay. Maybe right before I went blonde. Okay. I'm just getting my time frames. <laughs> Jamie Butler is an amazing medium and anyone who hasn't, you know, heard about her or have heard her talk, you know, she's been a, a mentor to me in, in different ways. And so uh, I'm glad that's how you found me.
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. So talk to us about what you do a little bit, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there.
1: Sounds good. So uh, hi, everyone in the internets watching. Uh, my name is Danielle Hall. I'm the founder and CEO at Sound Embrace. And at Sound Embrace, we create sound experiences for personal transformation and growth, Supporting you to live a life that you love waking up to every day and I do this in quite a few ways, Um, you know one, I still do some in person sound bath sessions which are becoming less and less as I've, I've stepped into more of a full time teacher role within my sound healing certification program. Um, So I'm also leading other sound practitioners in serving the mental health and wellness of the communities that they're passionate about serving, and not just teaching them how to actually do the thing, but to also have a sustainable business in being a sound healing practitioner. Um, And then I also have an online platform where it's a a membership opportunity. You can have two-minute, 10-minute, and 30-minute sessions, you know, sound healing in your pocket whenever you need it. And uh, I also bring sound healing therapy into different wellness programs. I've been in different hospitals, therapy centers, uh, nonprofits. And part of my goal with that is also creating job opportunities for my alumni students. So very proud of what we are building together as the sound healing community and Sound Embrace alumni are coming together and you know really making this something that is more accessible and not just not just in who i might be able to attract but access accessibility in them living their purpose them living in alignment and serving who um they're really called to serve Beautiful That was a lot of words
0: That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> There's going to be more coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. So you know, I I love the idea. I never would have connected the dots between I know it's gonna sound really strange, but I've never really connected the dots between sound and well being. Mm. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. I I've always I'm the kind of person that have all, has always loved music. I, I I have friends that are um, music is such an important part of their life. It is for me as well, though not in the same way as as other friends. Um, But sound has always been really important to me. But I never would have thought the way that you use sound is really not commonly understood and commonly known and so for people that aren't familiar with what a sound bath is can you give us an, can you give us a little bit of a background on what that is and how does it do what it does to help us improve our well-being
1: that is a loaded question yes it is <laughs> but i i appreciate it because there is there is a difference uh in sound healing versus you know going to a musical concert for example um there's a difference between performance and facilitation and not that i don't want to knock any of my artist friends or anyone who's you know in the performance aspect of music um but one of the fundamental differences with sound healing is that you know uh, participants they come in they lay down they close their eyes it's it's a active passive experience um passive in the sense that your your body is still you close your eyes and you're going inward active in the sense that you are becoming aware of any sensations you're feeling in your body we are asked to notice these sensations without judgment and becoming a witness to anything that's coming up for you within the experience and then as the facilitator it's not a performed set that we are performing, Uh, it really is a facilitation. So while there are specific protocols that we'll go through uh, in between the protocols, we're actually watching everyone's bodies, how you're moving, not to sound creepy, but we're watching you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we want to see how you're breathing. I want to see if, you know, how are your hands moving? Where are your hands placed? Um, there are different cues that, different physical cues that let the facilitator know how to adjust their facilitation, what instruments to play, how to do a specific transition, um, whether to play an instrument or not play an instrument. And so while musical performances can have really beautiful and spiritual um can evoke very beautiful and spiritual experiences in a sound healing session. We are, we are, it's almost a co-creation because we are watching how you're reacting to it and we are meeting the needs of what's coming forward through your body. Uh, so that's what I would say is the, the biggest, one of the biggest differences between performer and facilitation. Did I answer your question?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, you did. And what I'm thinking about is, is I think it's going to be really impossible for people to know what it is that you're speaking about. Um, So I'm going to, I know that you and I have already spoken about how you're going to be joining my membership um, conversation with my my spiritual community. Um, And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to see how that conversation goes and what i can clip out of that conversation to create a sample that i'll include in the description of this podcast um so that people that are listening of course check out uh danielle hall's website uh there's a lot of information there um i would highly recommend her membership um i've i've kind of started getting into that myself um but i will include a sample and i don't know how long it's going to be but i will include a sample from our session that we do within the membership community for you guys to get an example of what it is um so the other thing that i wanted to talk to you about danielle that i was really impressed with um from the conversation that I heard you speak with Jamie, and I will also include the link of that conversation in the in the description of the episode
2: oh, so, great.
0: so that people can have that 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 additional resource um, but you were talking a lot about the integrity behind the work that you do with regards to knowing which instrument to use or what combination of instruments to use for different physical conditions and have it not contradict or have it not cause a a potential issue. And that you spent a lot of time exploring that yourself and learning that because there was a lot of gaps in the classes that you were taking, as wonderful as they were, there was still a lot of gaps that you had found in terms of how you wanted to practice that you ended up having to do a lot of personal research and educate yourself on that relationship between what to do for which situation and to do it in a effective way and in a healthy way can you speak more to that
1: the integrity pieces is really big to me, and it's something that I, I infused within the program. There's so when you're and and this can go actually for any wellness field, um, any alternative modality, actually, I think anybody (laughs) to be an integrity (laughs) with self, you have to continue to do your own personal work. And, you know, with what I tell all of my students is, you know, when you come to when you start facilitating, or you start going to sound baths yourself as a participant. I like to say the crystal bowls do not let you lie to yourself. (laughs) There is something about these instruments that when we get to these deeper states of meditation into these deeper brainwave states, it allows us to get to this place of, you know, a lot of people think of that place of no thought. Um, but really, to me, it is, it's this place of not being attached to our identities, um, not being attached to, I am Danielle Hall in this human female form, you know, I'm not a reverend, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a sound healer, I'm not a daughter, I'm not a sister, you know, you're completely just full, just consciousness, pure consciousness. And so what that state allows you to do is to open up to other possibilities that you, because of different belief systems that we have inherited or we have adopted, those kind of get put onto the shelf and we're able to see ourselves or think about ourselves in situations or future situations that we may not have thought that we could do, be um, or feel. And so this integrity part to me is what are you doing with the experiences that you're having as the facilitator, facilitating your own sessions while also, you know, as the participant, what are you doing for yourself or what are you doing with the experiences that you're having in that meditation? So first of all, like that's, that's really where I'm coming from with that first integrity piece is continuing to do my own work and, I do a sound bath for myself every day and, you know, there's, and, and I look at what is the internal conversation I'm having to myself about myself? Where are my limiting beliefs? Why do I think the way that I think, why do I feel the way that I feel? Is this inherited? Is this something that was passed down or given to me from my parents that no longer serves me now in my almost 40 you know, and and that constant as a sound practitioner is what allows you to continue to do this work more sustainably, which I think is another, you know, full-on conversation. And then, you know, to t- to touch on um, the actual instruments and the integrity behind that, it's, you know, where we use a lot of... I would say non-traditional instruments in sound healing therapy so it might be crystal bowls it could be shamanic drums it could be djembes um chimes bells gongs uh you know you've probably heard of some of these um didgeridoos um you know all these really beautiful instruments and so i think You know, in doing this work, it's really important to know where these instruments come from, how they were used within those cultures, and know your place within that. Um, So I'm not going to come and do a. uh, I'm not, uh, for example, I'm not Native American, so I'm not going to come with, you know, the full on Native American. I, I can't, I'm not a a Native American shaman. I can't present uh, those practices and those cultures of what we we know or you know we can look up and learn. Um, but what I can do with that is okay, how are they using specific drumming methods to induce a meditative state or trance-like state that facilitates connect, you know, for some people connecting with their guides or, um, you know, connecting with self or feeling more grounded within their body. Um, does that kind of explain what you were getting at?
0: So it it does start to address it. Um, so let me ask you a more specific question. Can you talk about At least to your idea, why sound heals, how it is that sound heals. And I'll tell you what I think in my very layman's understanding there's a vibration in sound, there's a, the term frequency is used a lot in the spiritual communities. Um,
1: High vibes. Right? High there, vibes, man.
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's a frequency in, in certain tones. There's a vibration in certain tones. And I know, and I remember the first time that I was introduced to a Tibetan singing bowl, I was amazed by not only how it sounded, but how my body felt when I heard it and <laughs> felt it. It reverberates through the body. And it was just a single bowl. And it was just beautiful, and I've always loved it, and I've always wanted to buy one, and I just haven't gotten around to a position in my life where it makes sense for me to have one. Um, but having met you, it, it's, Everybody it's, got, needs
2: the bowl.
0: It, it's gone higher up my <laughs> list on, on the things that I want to have in my life. Um, Everybody but,
2: needs
0: Yeah, so I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about that kind of aspect, the relationship between the tones and healing and the tones in the body and the tones and beyond the body
1: i think a good place to start for most people is you know we i think a a lot of people have heard that we're all made up of frequency we're all just these you know, we have these spinning vortices um, of our cells that are constantly giving off frequency and and also picking up signals from frequencies from our environment. And with sound healing, you know, when you're coming into a space, a sound healing space, we are essentially changing your environment. We are creating a sound environment for your body to be enveloped in. and creating this sound environment creates the opportunity for the body to go into its own natural healing state in getting into theta brainwave states you know more difficult the delta brainwave states and and those just turn on the body's natural immune system functions to go in and clean house uh as i like to say go and clean it clean it up um but it's not it's the sound that induces that response within the body it's not the sound that is you know cleaning so um it's more of this really beautiful ecosystem that we're creating so to back up a little bit further you know our we don't just hear or experience the world with our ears we feel we see you know we taste we smell and so we're constantly picking up these frequencies and picking up signals from our environment through our skin and the nerves the nerve endings in our skin can only bring in so much information from our environment and so in creating this sound environment we're actually like tapping out the amount of signal the amount of frequency that the, the nervous system can bring in through the skin so uh in in doing that you know another another thing that happens is you know the the little bones in our ears are have this direct connection to our vagus nerve, so we're actually tickling the vagus nerve as well, and that also sends a real a bunch of beautiful signals to the nervous system to shift from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. Um, and in the facilitation aspect, you know, it's not. What I share with people is that it's not, majority of the time, it's really beautiful and blissed out and people feel really great when they come out, man. You know, there's, it, like, people feel good in their bodies. They feel a sense of peace majority of time. But that doesn't mean that there are times that we don't feel great after our experience or during our experience. Um, because we carry, whatever burdens, whatever we are holding in our mental, emotional, and physical body will be what is a co-creation in the experience that you're having. So see if I can give a good example. So if you're stressed out from your job, let's say, you know, a lot of people are feeling stress, feeling some anxiety for, let's just say various reasons. It depends on how you hold that energy, it depends on how you personally process and work with stress that when you come into a sound bath session, it could evoke some emotions. Maybe you're that person that's really good at compartmentalizing things and you don't feel your feelings in the moment, right? And so a sound bath could potentially bring those emotions up and through to create more lightness in your body um, or relief of how you're holding that in your nervous system um and for some reason you know what does it mean to cry in public or what does it mean to release tears in public It doesn't mean that you're going to full out cry but let's say that some tears came and you know then what is the story that you're telling yourself about these tears that are coming up and then that can create another another you know conversation within yourself of whether this was a good experience or not i think One of the things that sets my sound baths apart from my sound healing sessions apart from any other sound practitioner, and this is something that I teach my practitioners is to or I encourage them to do is to hold to to allow space at the end of a sound bath session, whether it's groups or, you know, one on ones, it's easier to do this, but um, to allow space for the client. To have a conversation with you about their experience, because you know sometimes people see colors, sometimes people see shapes, sometimes people have a knowing sense about things. You might just fall asleep. There's always at least one or two of you who falls asleep in my group sound bath sessions, and it's great. Um, sometimes people um, have an experience of seeing a past loved one. Um, and so there are, there are a lot of different types of experiences that people can have. And what I'm not seeing so much of in the sound healing space it are practitioners holding space for the conversation around that so that people are not afraid of what comes through and so that we can connect the dots for them, support them in connecting the dots for themselves and how to actually take some actionable steps. Sometimes there's nothing you need to do. Just allow it. But, you know, sometimes it is like where where are you holding yourself back in speaking your truth or acting in alignment with your truth? Um, you know, a lot of and 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 I don't know if I'm kind of going out to left field because, you know, there's um uh you had asked about kind of I think more the spiritual side. Or what what was that sec? There was like a second part to your question.
0: I had asked about. Let's see if I can remember.
1: <laughs> I know. Um,
0: <laughs> so there's no wrong direction that we can go in. Let's just kind of go there. All right. Um, so but, I'll,
1: I'll kind of go into this kind of esoteric piece. So while there's, you know, while there's so much science of how. Uh I think this will bring it back to something that you had asked actually. Um while there's so much science that supports um you know beats per minute in in training um brainwave states that induce these different brainwave states like theta, the theta brainwave state is this really great <laughs> beautiful amazing brainwave state that that helps us go into our natural bodies um uh clean up Uh, into the parasympathetic nervous system state, which we want, that rest and digest. Um, And there are specific frequencies that have been studied to um, support the body in different ways. For example, there's science on the frequency 128, releasing nitric oxide in the body. So if someone has a tuning fork and places that, you know, you could... um, uh, help that person release, release nitric oxide, which is a painkiller, which helps relieve pain. You can also achieve that with humming, believe it or not. Um, five minutes of humming, there's science on that. Everybody go home and hum. You might be at home now. Uh, but if you're feeling a headache or if you're feeling any sinus pressure, you're unable to concentrate, you're unable to focus, humming is a really powerful um, and researched practice that uh releases nitric oxide and helps bring the body down to to calm and peace. Um and the calm and peace are my words because that's how I experience it, but um shifts you over to the parasympathetic nervous system state. Um and we're using we doctors are using uh frequency in different ways in for Alzheimer's patients, for Parkinson's patients, for um, different injuries, where it's helping to create more blood flow within a particular joint uh, to accelerate the um, to accelerate the healing process. Um, kidney stones, you know, they can find the resonant frequency of the kidney stone, blast a frequency right to the kidney stone, and blow it up. And it doesn't harm your kidney because it's specific to, it is the frequency of the kidney stone, just volume up exponentially so that it's feeding it energy. Um, and so now, you know, kidney stones easier to pass. Um, and so we have we have a lot of science in that does support what we do in different ways. Uh, and it is being practiced in different ways in the medical realm and then in You know the spaces that i'll go into to um to facilitate now on the kind of esoteric route where we're still hoping (laughs) for a little bit of science for our science you know kind of grounded friends um that there's when i when people see colors they can go a couple different ways. There's some science of for different colors that people see, that people may see, you know, in a in an experience like this. But um I think where the people that I attract, and I think we you know, we talked about this in our earlier call, that um, you know, we kind of we attract people who may not necessarily be into so much of the esoteric or they're kind of there's they're searching but they don't know what resources to trust right and so you know there's there's foundational aspect to sound healing and then there's the the esoteric aspect of sound healing and through over 10 years of doing this work coming from a military family um you know was not open to anything like this. This was like freaking crazy and woo woo. And I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole kind of a thing. Um, I understand this mindset of uh, what some people may think when I go into this conversation of the colors. So I'm just preparing you listeners, take a sip, take a breath, bear with me.
2: So, um sometimes people see
1: colors and this is one of the most common things that um people experience. If you don't experience this, don't worry, there's nothing wrong with you. Um eventually this is something that can come. But sometimes people see colors. Uh and in the very beginning of my career, um you know I could not of course I couldn't explain this. I was trying to find science on it and it just everything i found about colors came mostly came back to the chakra system and while you know we can say that we um that the nerve ganglia aligns perfectly or nearly perfectly with you know the chakras chakras um we're we're still trying to bridge that gap uh bridge you know create the bridge on that science and and this spiritual aspect of it so when someone sees colors i now <laughs> um through experience of witnessing this over and over and over again i just can't deny that when people are seeing these different colors it's relating to the chakra system so if somebody is seeing blue You know, blue is associated with the throat chakra, and that is around speaking your truth and acting in alignment with your truth. And so I'll usually if somebody tells me that they've seen blue, I'll ask them, is there a possibility that you are holding back and speaking your truth or acting in alignment with your truth or possibly starting to speak more in your truth or acting in alignment with your truth? And usually the direction I would go with that question would depend on the rest of the story that's happening, you know, from what they've shared. But, um, you know, I like to share that because, you know, if somebody saw blue, it might be weird. They might they might feel weird for expressing that they saw this color or maybe they that shape or having that knowing sense, or maybe, you know, their foot jerked, you know? All of these things, um, That, you know, someone new coming into the space, uh, you know, I I want, I want you to feel comfortable and confident in moving forward with your experience. And I want you to come back because one of the things, and now I'm just kind of going off a train and I'll pause after this. But, um, what I notice is there's a magic number. The magic numbers are three, six and nine for a session. By the third time you go to a sound bath within a relatively
2: um, close date,
1: um, you know, within a month or two months, the third session, people start to notice oh, okay, yeah, I, I feel better. It lasts about a day and, you know, I'm starting to see things a little bit differently by the sixth session then they're like, wow, that's really sticking, you know, for, especially for people who haven't been sleeping very well or have challenges with insomnia or, um, you know, even PTSD and anxiety and depression by the sixth session, they're like, oh, wow, I haven't had as challenging of an episode or haven't had as many of these types of thoughts. Um, Or I felt I've noticed that I'm feeling a little bit better in my body more often. And then by that ninth session, it's like, wow, there are these longer periods of time that are that they're feeling better. Um, Longer periods of time when they're not having a depressive episode or those bouts of debilitating anxiety. And so um, while I, I don't, have science that I could spit at you at the moment. (laughs) Um, There is something to conditioning yourself and training yourself to go into the parasympathetic nervous system state more often. And when you can do that, you start to condition the body, the mind body connection in feeling safe there and feeling that it is okay there that it can rest there. Um, For some people, that they are worthy of being there. They have the enoughness of being there. And so um, more often we incorporate these practices or, you know, sound healing, (laughs) you know, it's it's cumulative and it
2: supports the body long-term.
0: I wonder if it has something to do with the thought just kind of came to me as you were saying that that i wonder if it has to do with the sound helping the body to learn how to find its balance and then by doing it regularly it helps to train and to give that body that healthy reference that it can do it more easily more often without having the the trigger of having to listen to sound it Mm -hmm. kind of helps to create a um a relationship of the releasing of chemicals and hormones and everything else that regulates our physical body in, in that way um
2: And I think, too, when
1: we have an emotion, our vocabulary is actually pretty limited. I can say I am angry, but that might not really help that person express the extent of that anger, right? And so with sound, there is no, there's not a word that contains the story of what it is that we attach to a word. And so it it allows even more freedom in a sense to have an emotion expressed to um have a feeling that we may not have a word to accurately express what it is that we felt in the session but it was exactly what connected the mind body to come to a resolve Um, you know, a lot of times words can get in the way. (laughs) Uh, so there's also that.
0: So the idea of introducing a different language, which isn't Mm word-based and being exposed to that almost invites the body to experience aspects of its relationship to, to its own generation of energy and the openness to express that within itself in a non-language way that's really cool
1: our body you know it speaks to us through pangs (laughs) you know um, pangs and pains and twitches and (sighs) sweat (laughs) you know it doesn't have a verbal language except as this expression of um you know some type of poke in some way you know of making something known and and sometimes you know the 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 way that our bodies are sharing information are also a signal coming through our emotions that we don't really understand um or why am I always? frustrated? Why does this anxiety keep coming up? Why do I keep going back to this old story or whatever it is, you know, um, and I think I think it really is partly this language language barrier of, you know, we're trying to, if we can become still, then we can hear and we can see what it is that our bodies are trying to tell us. And I I do think that sound, and coming into a sound bath session, can be really helpful in, in just becoming aware of the conversation. The thing, the trick though, it's not even a trick, but the thing is that we have to be open to actually looking at it and witnessing it because this, is and this is where things get frustrating for my work is, you know, that part about what do you do with the awareness once you know and that's a lot of that's human nature we know that smoking is bad for you but if you are continually smoking you know what is the um the you know you're choosing the the potential adverse reactions that the body can create due to smoking right sorry no judgment on y'all it's all good um but just as an example we all know we all know it's no secret (laughs) <laughs> and so same thing, you know, um why do we keep choosing the same type of toxic relationships or why do we choose those foods when we know that our body reacts not great? Um why do we procrastinate? Um and so what are you gonna do when you have the awareness? Once you've seen, you can't unsee. Once you see, you can't unsee it. Um, And, you know, I'm saying this, but this is also a practice for me. I'm no, you know, I'm not perfect at this. Um, You know, it's a constant, I think, part of our life journey to um, look at where we can empower ourselves and get out of our own way a lot of times um but i think because a sound bath or sound healing session can get you into that space where you are not your identity and you're not your body uh it opens up your perspective of something else that's possible and now you work almost backwards to you know are you going to allow yourself to change those belief systems and those perspective and have those perspective shifts? And, you know, it can also be challenging because other people in your family or the people that you are constantly around may not be think may not think the same way that you think Um, they may not be open to this new perspective shift. And so, you know, making that change that, you know, is going to be good for you in your life may be challenging because you don't have the support system right away and people may not understand uh why you are making these changes or you don't want to gossip or maybe you don't want to binge drink or maybe you don't want to smoke anymore or engage in these other activities, you know? And so the healing process is, you know, it's not something that happens just in the moment of the sound bath. It's it's what we choose to do with the awareness and then have the courage to defy the courage the audacity to evolve despite the environment that we've lived in for so long not nurturing that um you've outgrown that so I don't know that's a whole other aspect of it um <laughs> yeah it's, it,
0: it, what i find really interesting and fascinating about what you're saying is again the reach of the possibility that exists within allowing ourselves to go into a state of peaceful self-reflection in the presence of sound and that that change is has the potential to invite us for invite us to look at ourselves differently, which then allows us to make changes in our life that will improve the quality of our life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so really, really interesting. I'm gonna change subject a little bit. Yeah. Um I am really looking forward to a time when I can actually experience a sound bath in person. For the time being, and probably for quite a few years, I'm only gonna be able to experience it through my headphones. Most of the people listening to this podcast are gonna be in similar situations where they may not have access to go to a live sound bath. But if everything that you're saying and everything that we've been talking about has really been focused on experiencing a sound bath in person, feeling the vibrations in the body, allowing the, the frequency of the vibrations to be felt by the senses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera from your experience of course it's still going to be helpful but from your experience can you talk a little bit more about the benefits that are felt and and understood purely from listening to a a sound bath experience via headphones
1: yeah actually i appreciate that question cuz you know i i know you know not not very many or not everyone May have that opportunity to experience this in person, or, you know, we're still in pandemic times. So, you know, it might be some fear of um, you know, meeting people in person and doing these types of sessions. Um, so you know, I would I would say that one of you will get benefit in either. Um I would say the main difference. Is that you for if you are listening with headphones, if you're listening virtually? Um, one, hopefully, the practitioner has a good audio setup so that they are capturing a clean recording. Um, and, um, you know, you're not getting extra fragments of audio fragments. Uh, I don't really understand the whole world of mastering and engineering, although all my tracks are mastered and engineered and recorded in a professional recording studio. Um, But um, I think that does make a really big difference in your experience as a participant. Um, I recommend, though, that if you're if you're listening virtually that you wear stereo headphones, the ones that come over your ears, kind of like a donut um they just have the best it's really going to come down to your internet connection <laughs> your the quality of your headphones um and can you create an environment where you are that you feel safe and calm to go deep into these experiences um one of the things that does happen and why i would say that it's important that you are listening to high quality recorded sessions is because there's so much compression that happens one in a recording and then two through the internet so if you're if someone is going above and beyond and going into a recording studio and getting it professionally recorded it's you're going to maintain a lot more of the nuances and the frequencies and the ebbs and the flows without it being and getting all of that information from the file. Um, you know, one of the differences in in person is yes, you're experiencing it through, you know, your whole body. Um, in a virtual session, you could, if you had some good speakers, you could create a, you know, your own kind of sound immersion with speakers around you. And that could be, I, I know some people who have done that and have had some amazing experiences from that. Um, but one of the one of the benefits too of uh, in person is just the being in the electric ma- electric electric magnetic field of the group's heart rate. Um and Heart Institute has a lot of research there for us on that of, you know, we can pick up um in our brainwaves, they've been able to pick up intention and and groups of people syncing up in brainwave states who are just, you know, three to five feet apart. Um, and that's really helpful in a group session because it amplifies the intention of what we're showing up for. And so if you're doing a virtual session, you know, I recommend um, that you hold an intention so that the sound amplifies what it is that you're holding for yourself. Um, but I still have people there across the board. They're still experiencing seeing colors, seeing shapes, having knowing senses about things, um, going right to sleep. I mean, especially for my people who are experiencing insomnia, and this is an amazing practice to start implementing before bed, um, especially, you know, a, a, 30 minute session is really helpful. Um, unless you have anxiety, then if you have anxiety, <laughs> side note to my people who have anxiety, one of the things that happens with sound baths or can happen in a sound bath for people who have anxiety is that it gives you a lot of energy after a sound bath, that it may be challenging to go to sleep. So if you experience a lot of anxiety, begin your sound bath sometime in the morning. So it gives you that rush of energy so that then by the time you do get to nighttime, you can actually go to sleep, that will start to shift as your nervous system starts to shift and trust what you know, you're doing for it. Um, Again, it's cumulative. But um, that is one of the things that I've noticed over and over and over again with my people who are experiencing anxiety. So I like to say I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Feel free to email me.
0: (laughs) So, one thing that I wanted to talk about, and I know that I don't know too much. I'll be honest with you; I don't know too much about. I I just started looking at your membership options. There's a free option. There's a paid option, um, if I remember correctly. Um, And following up on what you were saying. People have this idea that just because we're not with somebody in person, let me back up. People have this idea that because we are connecting with people virtually, that it's not the same. And I would disagree. Because energy is energy and there is no difference between where we are. And I say this because the work that I do is a lot of people don't understand how I can help facilitate somebody doing a spiritual regression over a Zoom call mm. because a lot of people have the idea that they have to be with a facilitator in person in an office where they can share a space and and see, hear, and feel everything. Just the other day, I think it was through a I'm I'm on Jamie Butler's membership, so there was a recording that she made available to us in there, and. The person that was, the entity, the individual that was speaking through Jamie at the time was talking about how our, God, this is a really weird side note, but this is what came up.
1: I bring it, bring it, bring it.
0: <laughs> um, as we are developing and evolving our society and our global community to a a state of more collaboration more community and for those people that understand the idea of a higher level vibration a higher frequency what a lot of people refer to as a five-dimensional space as opposed to a three-dimensional space as we are going into that space we are going to develop our we're going to wake up our ability of telepathy we're going to, and this is fascinating for me. I've, I have, most of my life, I've had experiences of telepathic experiences happening at unexpected times mm. um, myself. And I, I assume I'm not the only one, but let me be, get back to the point You're here.
1: not the only one. Yeah,
0: get, let me get back <laughs> to the point here. So what was proposed, which is really fascinating, is that and they use this example and i'm going to repeat the example because it's really really helpful our scientists have spent a lot of time and fascination looking and studying bats and fish and how they move within their environments and why is it that bats don't hit each other when they're flying in their masses and fish in schools aren't running into each other how do they know how do they sense how do they experience that communal relationship of space and as we get to a point where we begin to communicate and connect more telepathically we're going to recognize that we have that same capacity within ourselves we have this aspect of shared space um physically but it's it's energetic that we're sharing a space i work with a group of other people where we all connect via zoom um and we share a space within zoom and you can feel the connection in the group it's tangible so the fact that there is space between ourselves let me go again let me get back to what i'm trying to say here my question to you for the listeners that are listening and that want to experience a sound bath and get the benefits of a community
2: Mm.
0: i looked at your website and there are dates when you are doing sound baths at specific times that are live or that are posted at that time that are not necessarily recordings that you can listen to later, but are experiences that are happening at a time when a lot of people are going to be listening to it at the same time. I would imagine, given what I know about how our energies work, that that still creates that collective influence and support that the community can Build to our individual experience. So, can you talk a little bit more about what you offer with regards to these collective opportunities as opposed to the recordings that I have on my phone that I listen to when I'm at a bus stop or when I'm a train going to work? Mm -hmm. Or please do not listen to these while you're driving. Let me just say that this is not the kind of thing that I would recommend listening to when you need to be active and alert. but I would love to have you speak about the things that you offer that are available for groups and communities to participate as a group, even if it's virtual.
1: Great. Thank you. So the virtual soundbows that that you're that you're talking about that are coming up are actually from um, it's called Sound On. The The series of sessions are called Sound On. And it is a specific virtual session that is for my soon to be graduate students of the sound healing certification program. They come and do a free virtual sound bath as their final. And so I promote them. Um, you know, I want everybody to know about these new practitioners coming out into the field. I want to create an ecosystem in within the sound healing industry that is supportive and comes from a place of love and not lack. And so that is that's part of what the mission of these series of sound on it'll be a new practitioner every single time and it's someone who's graduating my certification program. Uh and those are virtual and you're right um you know the oh who Jonathan Goldman is one of the pioneers in sound healing industry and you know what I like to say or, you know, that saying, you know, standing on the giants before you, standing on the shoulders of the giants before you. He is one of those giants, you know, who's helped to pioneer the industry. And I've learned so much from him and has studied with him and under him. And one of the things that he does is uh, every Valentine's Day, um, he does a sound healing. Um, he There's a collective sound healing event where at the same time across the globe we're all toning the sound of um ma or or ohm and so you know when there are you know it doesn't matter you know here you know we might have like 20 people coming to these virtual sessions but what we are doing is we're all falling into the same vibration and that is something that could be measured And there's, I forgot what it's called though, I'm blanking on it. Um, It's measured to when there's traumatic experiences that have happened, like 9-11, scientists have gone and measured this. I don't know, I wanna say it's the electromagnetic field, but I don't think that that's it. There's something that is measured and it tells the vibration of the collective. So yeah we have that ability, we have that power to, um, you know, feel what's on the other side of the earth, what's on the other side, my neighbor, you know, Uh, and bring it to bring even that a little bit closer to maybe home, closer to, you know, maybe something that, you know, listeners have experienced before um, is, you know, let's say you are going to a gathering and you know you're getting ready and you're feeling good and you're like yeah i'm looking look at you know looking looking hot feeling good all the things and then you get to you know you cross the threshold of the door of that house for that gathering and all of a sudden you feel sick to your stomach and the only thing that's changed is your environment you are being exposed to the energies of other people you know you've eaten you know you you did your gluten free and your dairy free you know that you wore your you know you got your crystals or whatever it is it doesn't even matter if you have crystals but <laughs> um you know you the only thing that changed in your attitude in stepping through that door was just the environment and now how that environment you're feeling that energy shift within your body Same thing where we can feel somebody looking at us. can feel somebody's energy directed at us. And I think, you know, we're just not taught to, we're not taught to develop or trust these abilities that we all have. We all have these abilities. We just, we're just not taught, we're just not taught to trust them or to develop them. Um, And a lot of people are told that you're crazy for believing them. So if we're already shamed for these innate gifts that we all have, then we're gonna suppress it. We're not going to trust it. We're not gonna build it. We're not going to develop it. Um, but I do think that you know more and more people are becoming open to these conversations. And because of that, we will be able to have the conversation and develop that you know telepathy or these other intuitive
2: um faculties within ourselves
0: i i definitely agree with that definitely agree with that i think that there's a a a lot of changes and shifts that are happening all around us um, that are going to help promote that and, and facilitate that um going back to my um proposition For those of you that are listening that are really interested in experiencing a sound bath and the community aspect of a sound bath, definitely take advantage of these opportunities that Danielle is speaking about of her students that are offering these virtual sessions that are going to be timed, where many of us are going to be listening at the same time, where we will create a space of community even if we are in our own individual homes, listening to it virtually, that community does exist. There is a power and a strength in that community and in the experience of sound that we can benefit from. So definitely again, check out uh, Danielle's um, virtual offerings in terms of her memberships. But definitely encourage you to consider listening to one of these live sessions where it is going to be a community experience. Um, So I would definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, I know I've spoken a lot about kind of your membership and things like that. Where, before I go there, (laughs) what would what would you like to share that we haven't spoken about or what would you like to expand upon that that we might have said that you would like to go into more detail on Mm
2: -hmm. you know um this just came to mind that sound healing is a tool it's It's a vehicle that can get you from where you are to where you want to be,
1: but it's not the only tool, and I know that um you know Daniel, we've talked about permission slips briefly in our last conversation of you know if sound healing is something that you're feeling intrigued um would like to know more about or dip your big toe in these free virtual sound baths are really perfect opportunity for you to see if this is something that you're into um and maybe that is the permission slip to try something new or to um continue an internal conversation that you're having with yourself and also know that it's just a tool um it's not something that i would say is you know with anything that it's not prescriptive it's not it's a tool same thing with yoga is a tool Um, massage is a tool prescription medicines are tool and all of these are just these tools these vehicles for us to utilize and to work with as we are empowering ourselves, as we are making the changes and empowering ourselves in our lives, shifting our belief systems, um, and evolving into the life and health that we want.
2: Um, And
1: because it's a tool, because it's a vehicle, it's not supposed to be something that you have to come back to every time you're feeling some kind of way. It is, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a tool that you pick up when you need it and you put down when you don't. Um, You could pick it up as, you know, a tool that sound healing specifically, you could pick it up as a tool as a, you know, um, like a workout would be in conditioning um, the nervous system. And what I'm trying to get at is, it's not a band-aid there will be things that come up that will ask you to step out of your comfort zone and make the change that you want to see in your life Um, and sometimes we can't make all of those changes at once right (laughs) sometimes we know what those changes are supposed to be Um, but allow this tool to support you in relieving some stress, relieving some anxiety, reducing some pain, and potentially opening your opening up your perspective to what it could be to feel good in your mind, body, and spirit um, I think too often we could get fixated on the tool as being the end all be all but it's it's really a tool um you know I'm not sharing with you. I'm sharing with you this tool, but really what I'm sharing with you is empowerment, self-empowerment. I don't want you to need me. I don't want you to have to come back to me or any of my students for a session. I want you to find the empowerment within yourself to create the life that you want to live and that you feel good in living. So... um I just want to bring it back to that like we're talking a lot about sound healing and energy and that's great and thank you for being open to this conversation but really you know it's it's about using this tool in a way that will help you find that self-empowerment and condition your nervous system in a way that you don't have these same things come up over and over and over again
0: i love what you're saying and um I want to add my own two cents to this. A lot of times people will become dependent on the practice of whatever it is that they're doing, feeling that they need the practice in order to feel a certain way or to experience a certain way. And what they're not recognizing is that what the tool is doing is allowing you to tap into your own natural resources into your true self
1: yes oh i got chilled right absolutely
0: the tools are allowing you to tap into your own true nature they're allowing you to tap into the peace of mind the mental health the innate well-being that is an integral part of who you already are and the tool is just a way to remind you that that exists within you and so there's that element of recognizing the empowerment that is coming from within you and not associating that experience to the tool itself so i love that and what a beautiful beautiful uh thing to to share with people um so next question for you yes i'm I'm aware of the time (laughs) but next, <laughs> ne- I told you I do this. You warned me. That's <laughs> not good. I'm prepared. I-, I told you I do this. My listeners are aware of this. So, um, so another question, which I normally ask at the beginning of a, of a conversation, but we okay. didn't go into it because of the way that it naturally evolved. But I would love to get your thoughts, given that we're speaking about empowerment, self-empowerment. What does it mean to you that we have inner power? Like, if somebody said to you that we all have inner power, what would that mean to you?
1: I think it's so individual. It's so individual. Um, Inner power for me is independence. It's uh, this sense of freedom that I can, you know, get up and move around and, you know, teach and also retreat. uh, you know, I think it's something that everyone needs to define for themselves and that it's something that um, that I or you cannot tell them how to feel or be or do within that. Um, I think it's I think it's that is owning that it's yours, owning that it's whatever you want it to be. Um how do you want to feel? <laughs> you know, like I want to feel happy. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel like I'm contributing. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel clear. Um, I want to feel rested. Um and, you know, all you know, what are the other things? What are the where are the, how can I empower myself in other ways to feel the way that I want to feel? Um, but yeah, I think it's it's very individual. And I think. That empowerment piece comes from, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not something that can be defined by others.
2: It can only be defined for, by yourself, by self. Thank you for that.
0: And there's another question that I've been wanting to ask you, which I feel, I, It would be remiss for me not to bring this up. Um, One of the things that, and I I smile because you wanted this recorded. Um, (laughs) One of the things that really attracted me to reach out to you was the fact that you are speaking a common language in a way that is accessible to people that are not necessarily interested in the esoteric and new age and hippie energies and languages and perspectives. You are introducing very powerful opportunities for people people to connect with their spiritual self without necessarily speaking about it being a spiritual thing um there's a a, in the conversation with jamie you were talking about how you know she asked you specifically she was shocked and amazed that you were doing corporate sessions where you would go into a business (laughs) with your bowls and, and and you were this and you said that you were called the sound lady or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, sound bath lady.
0: Sound bath <laughs> lady. Um but I would love for you to speak a little bit more about this aspect of your intention of creating the language that you've created in order to connect with and reach people in the way that you want to reach them. Um I mean, one of the things that I find interesting within my own journey is I, I, I grew up in, a, in, in an environment where there was a lot of kind of a hippie new age energy and I was always put off by that. That aspect of spirituality in a way, and you kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning, you know, I, I didn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole using the language that you used, it, it put me off. And so a lot of what I want to do in the work that I'm doing within this podcast is to introduce things to people in a way and in a language that is accessible and common without going into the, oh, thank you for the love that you're sharing me and going into all of these kind of, you know, that that whole conversation. And it's for some people, it's wonderful. And I'm not trying to put that down, but that's not me. Th- that is not the way that I am. That's not the way that that, that that aspect of communication and teaching and sharing loving spaces is not what attracts me and appeals to me. What really attracts me and appeals to me is, is, and I'm just going to be very blunt, exactly the way that you present yourself and the things that you do is what attracts me to learn more and to reach out and to connect with you and say, I want that. Because you're speaking to me at a level that I feel is genuine, without errors, without, I don't know how to put it. It's just very natural. Um, So I would love for you to speak a little bit more about how you were conscious of this, mm-hmm. and how that helped shift and influences not only what you do, but also how you teach your students to do what you're inviting them to do.
2: Oh,
1: that's
2: loaded, as
1: well. Uh, you know, to to give everybody some background and thank you. <laughs> you know, I appreciate I appreciate all of that, and I think that. Um,
2: It takes courage for anyone to
1: just be themselves. Um, And I think, especially in this kind of day and age, at some point, or maybe, you know, even like past, right? Like what you are all seeing of me is I'm not a perfect speaker. um, And I got over myself on that. (laughs) I flub over my words. I'll start to go down one track and then defer diverge to another track. Um, I'm slightly dyslexic. If you look on my Instagram story today, you probably noticed I have some like words that are mixed up that should not be in that order, you know? Um, But at a certain point, I think on this this health and wellness journey is, uh, my own health and wellness journey was that I just realized that everybody is having a very similar internal conversation that I'm having and so why am I putting so much pressure on myself to be something that I'm not, or, you know, to not allow myself to come through? And you know, in early in, in my career uh, or I'll back up to what I was originally going to say, you know, I grew up military family, military kid, and it was pretty strict household. Um, you know, our, We were taught early on that our actions can affect our actions as kids you know can affect the career of my father and and how we're how we're out playing and how we're interacting with people and so there were some not there were some belief systems that were instilled or that we adapted very early on that I don't think my parents necessarily meant to put on us pressure wise but that we each I have a younger sister and brother that we each, you know, took on in our own way and um so there was a great, great amount of responsibility that I took on as a young child of my actions um, affect my family and could kick my dad out of the military. So I'm gonna be a good kid. You know, I'm gonna follow the line. I'm not gonna say much. I'm gonna put my hands in my lap, but be quiet and seen, but not heard, right? Um, and Fast forward, you know, I, for the first 28 years of my life, I was on again, off again sick um i my I had migraines and skin challenges and digestive issues and a lot of things that culminated to a point at twenty eight of not being my normal sick where I was losing my hair, I was losing the enamel on my teeth, I had lumps in my breast, I had migraines and chronic uh constipation, and I was in and out of the emergency room. doctor actually told me, We don't find out what's going on with you, miss Hall. You're going down a really dark road and You know, then came all of these tests to figure out what the heck was going on and Miss Hall's body and probed and pricked and all the things. Right. And but it was that conversation. It was that statement from that doctor that was actually the permission slip for me to be open to alternative therapies. More specifically, a naturopathic doctor at the time, only because she had doctor in the name, found out that all my health issues and challenges from a young age were a gluten allergy. Took out gluten from my diet and felt what healthy felt like for the first time in my life at 28. And this started to open up my perspective to what was actually possible for my life and show uh, shine a light on my belief systems, and where I, I adopted them from and what I was operating from my five year old, seven year old belief systems, and began this journey of opening up my perspective and, and early asking myself truthfully, why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Why do I, uh, you know, act this way? Why did I say that, you know, <laughs> and not in the beginning, there was a lot of shame, there was a lot of, um, you know, self worth, issues that I had challenges. Um, am I lovable enough? Um, you know, I had these belief systems that somebody's not going to, once they find out that I'm sick all the time, they're not going to love me. Um, you know, they're not going to love me or want me to be a part of this community because I'm not smart enough. I can't retain, you know, I was sick all the time. And I had lots of brain fog and memory challenges that you know, I I didn't think that I was smart enough to, you know, at one point I had to look at why am I not stepping forward in the sound healing community more um, in the way that I want to. And it was because of this internal conversation that I was having that I wasn't smart enough to do it um, because I couldn't retain information or I didn't have an Ivy League degree or whatever, you know, the belief system was surrounded by. And so as I was bringing this out more and more, it just, and I was doing my personal work and overcoming these things and shifting my belief systems and opening my perspective to other ways of thinking and being and doing and feeling. I just at a point said, fuck it, (laughs) you know, internally, not like outwardly. And it was just like, started to be more and more unapologetically me. And I think, you know, when we're sharing our stories, when we're sharing a message, you know, you can feel when people are being genuine, you can feel when somebody has your best interest. Some people are really good at not having your best interest and hiding that, hiding that vibration. But I think it's just I don't, I just got to a point in my own healing process, and this still happens, you know, we're in this, as long as we're in this meat suit, this is a forever process for all of us of coming back to, you know, why do I believe what I believe and why, you know, um, just, just being a witness to our thoughts and being a non judgmental witness to our actions and reactions and and asking ourselves, like, how can we be better humans? <laughs> I don't know, I think that's really the the process when I look back on it, it wasn't necessarily an intentional thing, um, except, you know, when I was in sound healing school, um, I was around like the majority, I was the only non-esoteric person in the group <laughs> when I went to sound healing school. And, you know, I was turned off, but it was because I didn't understand how they could trust energy and how they could trust these things or where are they getting their information from? And, you know, I, in some ways I was envious because I couldn't relax like they could. I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't feel that connected to my femininity, like some, some of the amazing women who were in my class, you know? And so in some ways it was, you know, and and I didn't realize that at the time, but it was just, I wasn't connecting to that conversation that they were having because i wasn't able to connect with it within myself um and really when i when i was finding that sound healing therapy was becoming so beneficial to me i knew that there were other people who thought like me who wouldn't be open to my kind of more free-spirited community um And thought more like me and, you know, maybe have had some similar experiences like I did, like I have, and I knew that my packaging, (laughs) uh, and how I would talk about things would make it accessible to the other Danielle Halls out there. And so, you know, it became,
2: again, it, it became less about the
1: tool and more about the empowerment piece um, about finding the other Danielle Hall's out there who didn't know to think differently about their bodies and their experience of life and how I didn't know to question what was happening in my body. Those first 28 years, because I followed the line, I did what I was told. I went to, you know, that you do the thing, which is go to the doctor and you take the pill. Um, And I didn't question those things. I wasn't curious. And so for me, it's, I use sound as the tool to help people to become curious about themselves, to find where they're not, you know, what is the role that you're playing in your own life? And where are you giving your power away? Um, Because that's an opportunity to take it back Um, and empower yourself to create the life that you want to live. And and that was what I had to learn for myself. Um, I think in sharing our stories, in sharing and uh, sh- me and sharing my story. And and at that one point of whatever part it was that I said, fuck it, I'm just going to be the me <laughs> that I am. Um, I think that's what makes me approachable. And I think why people trust me, because You know, I'm just willing to share the stories, (laughs) the good, the bad, the ugly.
0: (laughs) There was a word that you used in the beginning of that, um, that I want to emphasize because it's a word that I find really, really helpful within my own journey and one that I recommend others recognize within themselves is you said that it takes a lot of courage. Mm. It takes a lot of courage to look in a direction that we feel is right for us, even if it goes against what we have been taught. Or it takes a lot of courage to look in a direction that is challenging our own ideas of ourselves and challenging our beliefs.
1: You're going into the unknown you don't know what's on the other side of that yes <laughs> You don't know what's on the other side of that no either. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah. so thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, I am very grateful for uh, for for what we've shared today and um, for this conversation, I am very excited to continue my journey uh, listening to your your gifts. Um, So is there anything that you would like to share in closing?
2: Well,
1: if y'all made it this far, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for saying yes to yourself. I mean, as we continue to, to you know, do these different practices, use these different tools for ourselves, we become better. And that just shows other people that they can do the same for themselves. So I think, you know, we get to live by example. And there's a a profound ripple effect in that. Uh, If you are interested in learning more about sound healing, please connect with me on Instagram sound underscore embrace. I love Instagram. I don't know what it is. I just love storytelling and I write a lot there. So, um, um, my website is soundembrace.com. You can go to the calendar section and check out what new in-person and virtual sound bath sessions are coming up available as well as sound healing certification program, which comes around every couple of months. Um, check it out for level one registrations open now, at least at the time of this recording. Um and I'm super happy to um chat with you with a free consultation call around the sound healing certification program and how that's laid out and if it's a good fit or not. Um and the Sound Embrace membership, you know, 2 minute, 10 minute and 30 minute sessions, sound healing in your pocket. Uh and you know, uh, it is it is new. It is a new baby for me as well at the time of this particular recording. Um, so, you know, I'm, I just want to make sound healing more accessible. And so this is one way that I'm trying to, to do that. Um, and if you actually write your experiences below the track, I'll come back and, you know, type back to you and try to help you connect the dots around your experience. So, um, thank you for, thanks for having me, Daniel, and thank you all for hanging out with us while we're discussing all the things
0: absolutely it's been it's been an honor and a pleasure so again i will have information in the description of the podcast so um, everything is accessible um thank you again for being here danielle i look forward to continuing our collaborations and conversations and Invitation is always open if you want to come back and share something, and I will definitely reach out to you in the future to to invite you back. Um, So for everybody listening, love to you all. Thank you all for for being with us and, again, for putting up with these long conversations that that I'm (laughs) I'm holding. Um, I will bring this to an end for now. So until next time, soar and explore with love. And, uh, Danielle, thank you very much again. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you heard something new that invites you to reflect, to go within and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time. May we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.